0: Hey yo! Welcome back into another episode of the 4D Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. We're glad to have you. Well, episode one was a smashing success for us. We got overwhelming support. It was it was very intense for us to go from a small Patreon of about 30 listeners to the massive audience that Ray GQ has built. We really appreciate him having us on. And apparently he's dumb enough to let us back for a second episode, so We're going to make this a good one. Make sure you're tapping in to his stuff over on his Patreon, Prospect Talk. Uh, His Patreon address, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. And as always, if you want to hang out with me and Adam, get some more inside info and interact with us more directly. We do have a Discord. We do have a Patreon. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. And... The Discord's up and going, so we have a budding community over there. But let's not get into too much more here. Let me bring in the co-host, my man, Adam. How we doing tonight, Adam?
1: Mike, I'm doing well. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the 4D Chess Dynasty Football Podcast. Welcome in, Dynasty Degenerates. I've been uh, talking with some few people and some DMs, and they were making fun of us for having too many Ds, and I said, you know, we don't have enough. So I came up with four more Ds for you the Destination Devi Dynasty Degenerates and uh, we're we're really happy to have you guys back really excited to be on for episode two still kind of can't believe we're doing this but really excited to dive into some more shit for you today
0: yeah this is this has been an incredible experience especially just all the people reaching out random spots watching the wake up show with Ray G and, and people talking about how they loved our podcast it's, it's been crazy it's been a crazy week i'm glad we get to do it again i want to keep doing this as long as ray, ray, ray will keep uh, the key card turned on and letting us in the building per se
1: <laughs> yes sir man yes sir
0: hey so let's stop messing around i know the last pod we had so much to get into background of what we do who we are how we met so hey episode two we're done with all that crap Let's get
1: right into the content. We're getting right into some real content for you guys, so everybody Adam, gear up. We're, we're ready.
0: Adam, what I wanted to talk about first and foremost tonight is Jamar Chase. Now, the hype on Jamar Chase, what Jamar Chase has done has just reached crazy levels. Breaking, breaking the rookie records. That massive game he had was at week 17. 266 yards, something along well, it's <laughs> just something—something
1: sure, something sure ridiculous. Was. The fantasy football championship, week seventeen. Jamar Chase went off. I'm not even going to lie to you. One of my championship games. I'm sitting there. It's one o'clock, and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Basically, by the third quarter, second quarter, you like, I don't even, I don't even need to see what the rest of my team is going to do, man. I got, I got Chase and Burrow, so I can't even lie. He, he went off. So th- that was week seventeen. Jamar Chase went out and pulled an Alvin Kamara from 2020. (laughs) The Christmas Alvin Kamara with the the green and the red shoes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: sir. Oh, man. So he's fully established himself, I would say, as a dynasty wide receiver one or two. I mean, if you still have Justin Jefferson up there, you can't argue because Justin Jefferson. Phenomenal too. It's, but it's those two guys and then everybody else, right? There's no question really about that.
1: I think, I think, I think mo- the majority, it seems like from what I'm reading in the Twitter space and seeing in all the different Discord chats and just, you know, tapping into a bunch of different sources, it seems like Jamar Chase right now is the wide receiver one amongst the majority of people. I definitely agree with Mike though. There are some people that probably still have Jefferson in the one-two mix or even at one. I'm not going to fight him on it. But right now, with what he did in the fantasy championship, all the things that have happened from the season, him breaking the record that Justin Jefferson sent the year before, it seems like the recency bias has definitely put him at wide receiver one. And I, and I can't argue that. Like he's, he's wide receiver one in the dynasty space, and I got, I got no, no quarrels with it. I got no fight for it. He has been flat-out amazing. He's been unbelievable, man. And nice. he's, the thing I think that makes him wide receiver one, if you had to nitpick, so to speak, with Justin Jefferson, is with, with Chase, he's tied to Burrow, and it seems like they had that chemistry from a while ago, and they're both going to be there for a long time, where maybe that, you know with, with Jefferson, he, he's been great with Cousins, but we just don't know with their turnover, what, what the quarterback position, who's going to be throwing the ball long term. That's very true. And if it's
0: uh, Kellen Mond, I don't think we're going to be too ex-
1: <laughs> too excited, I, are we? <laughs> I, I won't be. I mean, hey, maybe there's some mind truthers out there, like uh, like our boy McNutt. is for Sam Howell, but I don't oh know. I, gosh, I, I'm not. I'm not in on mind. If that's where they end up going, I hope we don't see that, man. Did you catch
0: the uh, the Mike Zimmer on Kellen Mond? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, man. Yes, I did. So for those of you out there who didn't catch it, they asked about if uh, Mike Zimmer, uh, the game that he had to start, uh, uh, it was actually for week 18, right? Yeah. So for week 18, the last week, I think he was asked after the week 17 game if he would, uh, if he would be starting or would like to get a look at uh, Kellen Mond, and Zimmer said just no, and the reporter asked why, and he goes, because I see him in practice every day. <laughs> the coldest, the coldest nastiest thing I think a coach could say about you right there.
1: He went right in for the juggler, man. That was oh. he he left no room for deciphering. Like you know exactly what the hell he means.
0: Oh. I would say that Mike Zimmer was not a Kellen Van fan at <laughs> all.
1: <laughs> Ever. He, I don't know if he had any say, you know, when they made the pick, or he just got there and didn't like him. But man, we all know where he stands on mine. So yeah, back to the point.
0: Chase won. Jefferson won. It it really doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. I, I, can't, I can't argue one over the other. You're really just nitpicking. But yeah. the reason I bring it up is because Jamar Chase's hype is at an all-time high. He's reached that elite tier, right? He's up there, dynasty, wide receiver one or two, 1A, 1B, however the hell you want to phrase it. He's at the top. And... I know we have talked off air quite a bit in our friendship, in our discussions of Dynasty Strategy, but we haven't talked to the listeners about it. Those are the kind of wide receivers I'm selling every year, every single year. Yeah, I, do, I do the
1: same thing. That's where you get to. You get to that wide receiver one discussion, and it's pretty unanimous. Yes. It's now, it's now time to get off of that player and we're gonna we're gonna really dive into why here but mike and i are in full agreement on this and i think from what i've seen in the twitter space from what i've seen in a lot of different sources you're probably listening to this and saying why the hell do you want to get off jamar chase well once again you don't have to do everything we tell you but we're going to give you our mindset on it explain it all through you make the decision for yourselves yeah
0: absolutely i'm I'll never say that you have to sell good players. You know what I mean? You don't have to sell them. You don't have to do it. If you end up with Jamar Chase on your team because you couldn't make a deal, that's fine. I mean, you yeah. got a, you got a great wide receiver for the next you know four, five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Who knows how long? But he's fantastic. It's a great asset to have. What, what I'm advocating for is don't do yourself a disservice by not shopping him. Don't make him that untouchable asset where the price is way too high. He already has an astronomical price tag in my mind on what people are asking for him and what he's being valued at. And that is the absolute perfect time to go out and see if somebody's dumb enough to pay you that price. And what I also want to get into is if they're not dumb enough to pay you that price, there's a lot of really good deals out there that most people would, would crap on you for but turn out very well in the long run. If, you're, if you stop playing the micro game and start playing the macro game, that's the kind of uh, philosophy strategy that I wanted to explain on how I operate anyways with assets, wide receivers, dynasty, wide receiver ones, twos like Chmar Chase.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to touch on a few different things here as to why when you get to that wide receiver one level, for me, anyway, I'm looking to get a haul for him. Because, one, the hype right now on Chase, real and probably well-deserved. Like, he went off in the fantasy football championship. He set the rookie record. He's got his, his buddy throwing the football. He's tied to. And, and as, as crazy as this is to think about, he's, he's likely to probably get a little bit better as a receiver for the next several years. And he's extremely young. Like, there, yeah. there's all these reasons. I will give you a whole list of why. Chase should be wide receiver one, and like we said, we're not going to argue it. If you had to keep him, I'm not mad about having him on my my team. But the reason I want to trade him is because everybody else wants him too. So now, what you can get in return is extremely high. So I want to get into a couple different things. One is if you look on Twitter, Ray put out this poll um, on DeAndre Swift and Jamar Chase. Now. You know, Ray, Ray and I and Mike, we, we disagreed on this a little bit, and I'm not even going to get into on this show today why I would prefer Swift over Chase, because really that doesn't matter right yeah. now And what I'm going to discuss, because ultimately, here's what we have. I'm going to read to you guys a few things that I saw between Discord and Twitter on comments about where they are with swift and chase so i'm gonna start with a couple here guy in the heisman tier named jeff shout out jeff what's going on man jeff Jeff, we you know we love you baby so he sends out this trade he sent out his swift share for jamar chase we were advocating not to do it anyway the owner says to him quote unquote you're on acid if you think i'd accept that trade That, that's how, that's how much of a discrepancy there is between Swift and Chase in the community. Another one going through that Twitter poll, which I think Chase, what what did Chase win? 86 to 14%, something crazy.
0: Yeah. 86.3 to 13.7. And the comments on
1: there, when you get to those are some of the greatest things I've ever seen on Twitter. Some of the best. Some of the best. These are summarized, but Chase, not remotely close swift plus plus for chase oh my gosh plus 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 that <laughs> the, the, now, now granted I, these hey, are just a few you could probably I, go through that poll and find hey, a whole bunch man hey, I, i'll give the guy credit or lady or whoever posted
0: it maybe their keyboard was sticky you know what i mean maybe <laughs> they maybe they yeah. had spilled a, a diet pepsi on their keyboard and they just meant to hit one plus which Okay, reasonable. I can understand the other side of the argument. But maybe the
1: keyboard was sticky, so they got the the double plus, you know what I mean? Maybe they meant to put a whole bunch of them only got two, and it really only means one plus. Who the hell knows, but whatever. Swift, plus, plus, for Chase. This is, again, a summary. The only discussion that is close is maybe Chase and JT. All right, so... (laughs) I just picked picked these few. And (laughs) full disclosure... I didn't have time to go through any more today before we did this podcast. Oh, the my. reason I gave you, gave you those were there. There some good ones in the earlier, earlier side of the comments. Now this is where, if you're telling me this is the consensus group thing from a lot of people that pay attention, that's fine. Like I'm not there, but that's where everybody else is. So you already know that you can get some crazy things done with, jamar chase and swift you can get plus at least right so yeah also then just, there's a couple things about the startup i want to get into here too mike anytime you want to chime in take over go ahead man but for yeah, me it's,
0: it's, go it's ahead, a, go ahead. I, I, i'll i give you a break here i'll give yeah. you a break
1: yeah go ahead man. a, a lot of
0: it too so some of wanted to touch on too is you'll see a lot of twitter analysts saying sell this player sell this player sell this player sell this player but the worst part is they never tell you what the hell you're selling for you know you know what i mean right like you can just say sell sell everybody but if you don't if you don't put a, a value on it on like hey you should sell for this or this or this or
1: this what are you doing you're just you're just putting it out there because you like to say sell players. Oh, I got to sell Chase. I, I guess I should take uh, T. Higgins or LaVisca Chenault straight up. I got to sell him. Yeah, he said sell. He said sell. That's what I got to do. I got to sell.
0: So I, I definitely want to put some values on it. You already touched on one, DeAndre Swift Plus, apparently, according to this poll. If you can get DeAndre Swift Plus, holy holy hell, that, that gets me
1: excited. <laughs> yeah, and it should get you guys excited, too, if you have Chase shares, man. Like, yeah, I you- would love that. Because, like Mike said, is if you have them, great. You've got what is considered as an elite dynasty asset right now. And also, when we're going to get into, like, if you sit on them fine, but you're going to be able to move them for some crazy returns. So
0: I wanted to touch on just some basics of, like, what I would sell uh,
1: Jamar Chase for, right? Is this you (laughs) or is this, in general, like, what's happening in the market?
0: In general, I haven't looked up what crazy people are selling them for. I'm. You remember when Kyle Pitts hype was at an all time high before the season and some yeah. of the deals that we saw go down. I haven't yeah. looked up any of those because a lot of those just make me sad to be a dynasty player sometimes. Yeah. Like I've got some. Where, where do you guys find these people? <laughs> I want them in my leagues, please. But where,
1: where are the fish? Just,
0: just some basic ones? So the the simplest thing I do in a lot of stuff is I down tier. Yeah. So. I'll go from this elite tier to like the next tier and pick up an asset or I'll go down two tiers or three tiers or whatever the case may may be and the price gets bigger the more tiers I go down obviously but if someone were to offer me C. D. lamb aj brown dk metcalf plus uh an early second for jamar chase I think I'm doing that you're in yeah okay I'm in I'm in yep uh, I don't want to do like the old guys because then you get into team build and what you're yeah. really trying to accomplish. So I'll stick with the young guys. Jamar Chase for his teammate T Higgins. If somebody said I'll give you the 110 and T Higgins for Jamar Chase, sign me up. And I know we had a lot of disagreement going into the season about who the alpha was. I'll concede you're right. Jamar Chase is probably the alpha. But you have to concede a little bit that, damn, it's close with T. Higgins because he's phenomenal
1: as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think my mic cut out. What would you say there, Mike? I said I concede. You were <laughs> right. Don't be an ass. I'm just messing around, <laughs> man. Hey, it was a fun discussion. And, and I think that while Jamar Chase does win the argument, they're both, for me, they're both top 10 wide receivers in Dynasty. Easily. Easily T. Higgins should be in your top 10. Yes, sir. Easily.
0: It shouldn't even be a question at this point. And I've seen arguments today on Twitter where people are talking about T. Higgins should be in their top five. I don't know if I'm, like, ready to do that. I'd have to take a longer look at it. But, I mean, if you wanted to put them Jefferson Chase, Lamb, A.J. Brown, and then T. Higgins over DK Metcalf with maybe Russ leaving yep. and DK doing DK things, <laughs> like, yeah, football-related. I mean, apparently, it's apparently crazy the man, man. Apparently, the man's big into foursomes. I, I hear that's a thing, I guess. Oh, crazy. Good for him. Good for him, man. <laughs> but, damn. Damn. All right, so back on topic here. <laughs> T Higgins plus a late first. I'm in. I would do yep. that. Uh, Deontay Johnson. A guy that kind of gets slept on. Young enough, 25. Deontay Johnson in the late first. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm still in. Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore. Those are all guys where, like, a, a single first, sign me up. The ones where they become more tricky for me would be, like, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, uh, Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk. Like, you're really starting to down tier there, multiple, yeah. multiple tiers. Right. So it'd probably depend on where that first was, or, you know, maybe it's a first and a second. If it's a first and a second, Even generic, I'm in. I'm in. I'll I'll do it. I just hop off. Give me the assets. I can't possibly miss on all three of these. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think Mike brings up a really good point with these um, when you're talking about downsharing for the first. What I want to get into here is I've looked through briefly once again. um, And I want to bring to you three deals that have happened in leagues that either I'm in or Ray's in or Mike's in, or all three of us are in, over the last week. Just the last week. All right. So ride with me now. 12 teams super flex. Now keep in mind, everyone listening at home, this is gonna be more dived into in a in a different episode, but is what's the league setting? What's the league format? Best ball, lineup, shallow lineup, long lineup, how big's the bench? 12 team, 14 team, 10 team, all that stuff. We'll get into that more later. But for these trades, these are all 12 team, super flex, and best ball with some tight end premium to some degree. All right. So, first deal Jamar Chase for CD Lamb and Cam Akers. You made the
0: Lamb and Akers side.
1: That Easy. is. That was a deal that Ray, Ray got done. Ray Man. Ray received the CD Lamb acre side. Itchy. There was there was also a 209, I think, in a 302. Um, so the Whatever. Chase side got 209. What 302 was on the CD Lamb side. So I, I didn't dive into that because it's so minimal, I think, value wise in a yeah. deal of this magnitude. It's really CD Lamb and Cam Akers for Jamar Chase. For me, there's risk with Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers. 100%. Mike and I both did. There's definitely risk with the Achilles. We don't know. Um, we we he, had
0: discussions about it in that startup that we're in together right now. Yeah. You know, just whether we take Cam Akers at a certain spot or not. and I don't know. Like, I, I love the guy, but is it out of the realm of possibility that he's not going to ever be Cam Akers that we thought he was going to be again? Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's very likely. It, it very well could happen. I hope yep. he doesn't. I hope yep. he's back to being Cam Akers just like we, we knew from the little playoffs last year. He comes in, and he goes for 150 yards in his first playoff game, and you're like, ah, I knew it.
1: He's back. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. If he's, if he's back 80 90%, he's back, Th- this is this is highway robbery. Yes, yes. So yes. That, that, that's the thing for me. Like, Mike, you can get into where you're at, but for me, like you're, when you talk about down tearing. Like, I think you just went from wide receiver one or two to wide receiver three, which yep. is insane to get Cam Akers on and that you, type of a down and tier. You,
0: and you picked up a guy in Cam Akers who's probably going at the
1: latest fourth or fifth round of a Superflex startup. Yep. And and, th- and this, that's a very good point. And what I, what I want to get into is the next deal. And then also that, because this is what the whole show is about. All right. 4D chess. And... That deal right there was done by Ray. Now, here's another deal, all right? 104 in 2022. Elijah Moore. Darnell Mooney for Jamar Chase. Once again, there was some little stuff what? tied in, but that is, that, is, that is the landscape. That is the major wow. pieces moved in Wow. And the, and the, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and keep in mind what we said before, this is best ball. This is best ball. Oh, so you want the pieces too? Like you don't you don't
0: consolidating the studs and best ball is okay. You know, the studs and duds approach approach in best ball is fine. Adam knows because he did one and it failed. Yeah. I went with the just overwhelm him with depth. Give me five starting quarterbacks, you know, four or five crusty running backs, Daryl Williams is gonna carry me to a championship as an RB six
1: and just overload him with massive amounts of depth, and I won. Dynasty Rickin. Degenerates, if you have not learned anything from the show yet, if, if I get a win on Mike or he concede one, there's not going to be 10 minutes to go. <laughs> Listen, this isn't right, so boy. much. He about. He got, he got me in the semis. <laughs> huh?
0: Go ahead. This isn't so much about you, all right? I'm not trying to brag over no. you because you're, you're my buddy. You're my boy. He got me <laughs> and he got Ray. This for, is for more bragging about my win over Ray on Ray's Destination Devi, Devi radio channel. I know <laughs> this it is. Is, this is. This is my opportunity to be like, yes, you listening to Destination Devi's radio channel. When you tune into the next Ray GQ live stream, when you tune into his moaning show, let him know that McNutt had got him. He got him. He took down that. Th- in the title. He took that thirteen hundred dollars, and he spent it all at AMC theaters on popcorn watching Spider Man.
1: And I told him <laughs> I, we played in the semis, and I told him if you beat me and you lose to Ray, that I, that I'm never going to forgive you or do a show with you again. So he <laughs> he had true. a lot on the line. That's anyway. True. <laughs> Sorry to get off topic. We'll do that from time to time. Here. Best
0: ball. Back
1: back on topic. Back best best ball. ball. So you're want talking. The, the multitude wanna, of assets. I want to discuss about this a couple of things. One, yes. think, of, think about what the 104 is, okay? Yeah. Like, I want you to really think about. Holy hell. There, names. There's, a,
0: there's a possibility that's Traylon Burks. I don't think it's likely because he's getting so but, much hype, but there's a possibility he's hype. It could be Garrett Wilson for all we
1: know. Right. So this is the crazy part about it being 104. Um, for everybody out there, a couple things. I, w- I want to real quickly let you know that I was a part of constructing this deal behind the scenes. The person that got the 104 Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney, subscribes to the Patreon, patreon.com back, uh, forward slash South Harmon. Anyway, 104 Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney. 104 is going to be a chance. Like, if it becomes a down tier, you're talking Burks or your choice of the wide receivers in 2022 at 104. Yeah, man. Okay? And... If not, you're talking probably your pick of QB or Spiller or Hall or Walker. And you get Elijah Moore and you get Darnell Mooney. Now, yes. to get to the 4-D chess side, tie this whole thing back together, those deals, Ray sent 104, Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney for Chase. And then he sent Chase for Acres and C.D. Lamb. That is what we call 4-D chess, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, is win. Yes. You're making big brain moves that you're buying chase because yeah. you know, you're probably maybe losing on this deal a little bit, but I know that I can flip him within the same day, which I believe this was the, the same day or two for CD lamb and cam makers. Right? So that's a 4D chess lifetime illustration. The last deal was my deal. I traded him away in a, pretty decent, decently... Uh, time-wise, it's going to be a while before this team's ready to compete, in my mind. So I sent Jamar Chase away for the 110 in 2022, the 204 in 2022, a 24 first, and a 24 second. And this is these are all best ball trades. Yeah. So I'll say this. I like my trade. Yes. And, and, and I don't... If you're out there and you're listening like... ah. I don't like it. It's a little risky. They're all picks. They could miss. Listen, I'm, buddy. Th- this is
0: why I'm here. Because yeah. I got you. I got yeah, you, right? go ahead. Yeah, you. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You hear the picks. You hear the future. And you go, I don't know. Because there's no names attached to those picks. There's no names attached to that future, right? Yeah. So yep. people are very skeptical. So we didn't talk about this. But this yeah. is just how we think. We're on the same page. So I was a big proponent of selling Justin Jefferson last year heading into the rookie draft of 2021. Okay. So mm-hmm. I pulled up deals that I did selling, trading away Justin Jefferson, right? Yep. So yes, I want to start, I want to start with the crappiest ones that I pulled yep. off. Right. Boom. Let's do it. Let's I wanna start shot. with the bad ones. Okay.
1: So yep. I, I have four of these. I had four now, shares is- of
0: just Justin Jefferson. And I traded them all away.
1: Just to set this uh, up for the listeners. You know, the Dynasty G-Jans back at home. This is these are done when? Like last like last season? About a year ago? Anytime from probably like February to right up
0: to the NFL NFL draft
1: or our okay. rookie draft. So, so this the, is this is the off season of last year, which we're getting ready to go into now.
0: Yes. So what I sold the first bad one that I did, which you can debate whether it's bad or how bad I missed. I sold Justin Jefferson and in return I got Kareem Hunt and Jalen Waddell. I got the pick that became Jalen
1: Waddell, right? Okay. Not, not great, right? But not horrible. Yeah. So so you, you down tier from Jefferson to Waddle, and you got Hunt. Kareem Hunt, yes. Yep. Okay. And we know what
0: Waddle did this
1: year, right? Yep. It, it was a gamble.
0: So that's a bad one. Another bad one, bad-ish, in quotes, however you want to put it. I traded away Justin Jefferson, the pick that became Kenneth Gainwell. The pick that became Josh Palmer for Zach Wilson and Jerry Judy in a 14-team super flex.
1: In that 14-team, listeners back home, the the positional scarcity gets very high um, for quarterback and running back in particular because... Just of the number you add those two more teams in. So if everybody if you just think everybody only has to have two quarterbacks, yes. You're already at twenty eight and there's not even twenty eight really good starters. And you multiply it by three and you're way past the amount of NFL starters out there. So like Zach Wilson is still an unknown and has not been awesome this year. So like Mike's saying, this probably wasn't the best deal overall, oh, but no. but the fourteen team quarterback man. is still a, a very valuable piece, even though you All lost right. this one. Now I want to get into the good deals.
0: Yes, right sir. i give you the crappy ones where you're like he doesn't know what he's talking about i'm 50 percent, trust me you hear these next two you'd be like you're you're a damn genius the first two you'd be like i don't know about this guy i don't know if i'm tuning in anymore just wait so i traded away justin jefferson pick 103 that became justin fields right so that's a that's a haul in 2021 i traded him one in return i got dallas goddard Jamar Chase, Mac Jones, and Jalen Waddle. A super flex tight end premium league. Got it. Chase, Mac, Waddle. Who's the dynasty wide receiver one right now?
1: Boy, boy, boy. Or, this, one, is, this, is, one B, right? this is why. Right? This is why. Now, you're going to. Th- th- if you do it too soon, you, you may end up not capitalizing on the full value. But this is why, when it's wide receiver one, that's why you down tier. Because. You, now, granted, he got chased, which was the wide receiver one next time, but even if it's a waddle you throw in that deal, that's still a, that's still a slam dunk. So I, I
0: already got a waddle. Throw Devonte Devontae Smith in instead. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like. It doesn't matter. It, it's just. It's crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, well, oh. that, that, was a, that was a slam dunk.
0: The last one I got for you, I traded away Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs. And in return, I got the picks that became Justin Fields, Elijah Moore, and this year's 2022 104 and Elijah Moore and Diggs whatever Justin Jefferson over fields probably even in a super flex right now i would say value wise he's probably yeah. worth a little bit more right yep yep but Justin Fields is a good prospect but you toss in the 22 104 on there like if I walk away from this draft with Traylon Burks and you add that in, Justin Fields, Elijah Moore, and Traylon Burks,
1: does anybody want the Justin Jefferson and Diggs side? I I man, I can't imagine. Now, granted, hindsight's always 20-20. We love Burks, <laughs> and I think that Burks is gonna be a stud. I think that by the time the NFL draft really rolls around, he gets picked in the first round, he's you know, projected to be wide receiver one, wide receiver two on the team his hype's going to be so much more than it is right now. So keep that in mind, but he could still bust like or not be what we expect him to be. So oh, absolutely. While, that, while that's out there, like <laughs> that's that those type of deals that Mike's talking about he just got done there, those last two in particular. That's the type of of crazy return haul that you can get when you get a wide receiver that's in the wide receiver one discussion. That's that's what can happen.
0: It's it's also a case of I think at the time, like I'm making these deals, right? Yeah. I'm not asking for full boat on what Justin Jefferson was worth. I'm trying to illustrate what what you can get from him, like your deal that you had just talked about, where you just got draft picks, and people have taken a dump on it
1: publicly. you (laughs) you you, should never
0: be allowed to play dynasty again
1: yeah if you if you haven't uh you probably haven't seen this everybody that's listening at home so on ray's wake up with uh ray g show somebody came out there and said the person that made that trade should not be allowed to play dynasty ever again that's god awful there's you can go if you join up with the destination debbie patreon you can go in the discord chat and go to the dynasty trade show which ray does i think once a week or roughly that. Really nice show, by the way, on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, the Dynasty Trade Show. Anyway, it, as soon as I posted it, it was largely, I can't believe how cheap that was. Disgustingly cheap. Like, all these talks. And, and if you feel that way, that's still fine. I, I, actually, Mike Liu told me this in a DM one time. He's like, pro tip, do not worry about what your league mates think or anybody else thinks cuz really that doesn't matter. Don't allow no. that to really bother you. And it doesn't bother me if you think that all my trades are shit. That's cool. I I believe I know what I'm doing and there was a, a strategic reason why I did it. But even if you don't like them and you say you really like the Chase side, that's just more proof of what you can get for Chase probably. So yes. the whole point kind of ties back into with Chase, Mike and I both believe, I'm kind of speaking for him here, but if you're not listening to offers on Jamar Chase and exploring them with your league mates, you're probably doing yourself a disservice just because this is the point I want to make. Mike, if, if you had something else to finish, go ahead. I just wanted to touch on two you had mentioned. Don't
0: worry about what your league mates said. It's actually probably beneficial to you if your league mates think that the deals you're making, you're taking an L on. You know what I mean? It absolutely is because they're willing to,
1: let, let me go make a deal with this Adam guy. He has no idea what he's doing.
0: He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He this makes guy's crappy fish. deals. Yeah. Look, he's an easy mark. It's so yeah. much easier to backdoor him then. It's yeah. so much easier. If everybody in your league sees you go a trade go down where you obviously just bent somebody over, <laughs> they're not inclined to trade with you. Like, man, Adam always wins these trades. Adam always does this. Mike always does this. But if you're taking an L, a public L that
1: they're talking about, perfect, even yeah. better, baby, I love it. Yeah. So, and that's true. Um, so, so don't, do not judge your trades based on, you know, what a few people believe. That maybe pay attention to dynasty or some of your league mates. Like, don't let that get in the way of your mind mindset and your process. If you're doing the things that you believe are going to help get your team better in the long run. So all that ties up for me anyway, into a couple things back with startup value. And this kind of, in my opinion, hammers home the point Mike and I are both trying to make here. We just talked about he's wide receiver one or two. Yeah. Call him one, a one B let's call it right. Yep. All right. Let's just, let's just use that for the sake of argument. One, a one B you can't go to zero. Nope you can't go to zero. Like one is as high as it gets at that position. Now. The best you, want, you can hope, the best you can hope for is he maintains this for multiple years. But, but even then let, let's say, cause I've heard this out there a little bit and I like to, when I'm going through my mindset and discussion, ride with the narrative, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of whether I believe it or not. So, All right. Well, yeah, he's the wide receiver one, but he's gonna get better. He's only a rookie. Like him and Joe Burrow are just getting started. Okay, I'll even I'll even concede a little bit that that there's some truth to that. All right. So maybe he's gonna possibly give you a little more production, fantasy points per game style. Which maybe that's true. But here's what I want you to think about, and this is for me, where this show paying attention to guys like Ray, the the. The people that are really playing in a lot of leagues and understand this is this is something to keep in mind. Startup values and discrepancy in perceived value of a player and their startup value. So think about this right now. okay? Jamar Chase at wide receiver one. That puts him in obviously elite company at the position, but in a super flex tight end premium startup. Mike and I both are just in one. It's actually a C2C league. Uh, Shout out to Matt Bruning out there. Campus to Canton, but this is the thing: he went one ten. Jamar Chase did, and in that draft, DeAndre Swift went one oh seven. Yeah. Now there was some crazy draft picks done in that, but
0: yeah, I'm not going to put
1: the I'm not going to sit here and tell you that <laughs> I'm not going to say that Swift's going to go ahead of Chase in every yeah. start up this summer. That's not my point here. But my point is, it's probably going to happen sometimes, and oh. even if it doesn't. The, the gap, right? Like, think about this now. The gap from Jamar Chase to DeAndre Swift in a startup is not going to be leaps and bounds. No. Right? Like, Absolutely not. Jamar no. Chase is probably going to go in the back half of round one. He went in 110 in this startup. Let's just use that for an example, okay? He
0: I could see, see him 107 at the earliest.
1: You know, flip-flop him and Swift are out. All right. But he, he, here's where I really want to get into this. So. Yep. You've got him right now probably in a lot of leagues this summer, or, or this, a lot of startups this whole offseason. Jamar Chase is going to be in the first round startup discussion, if not taken in the first round every single time. Okay. He's going to be maybe, maybe early second to latest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he- here's the point, though. He's not, unless, like, people die or get arrested. Like He is not going ahead of Patrick Mahomes, 101, oh. Justin Herbert, 102, Josh Allen, 103, Kyler Murray, 104. Probably, and now there's, there, is, there has been discussions in Twitter world that it's no. it's close with JT, but he's not no. going over JT and startups. No. He's not doing
0: much, it. I don't care how much good body, wide receivers last longer, drool, drool, drool. I don't care how much that it is. Nobody... Nobody in a dynasty startup is gonna sit there and go, I'll take Jamar Chase over Jonathan Taylor. Not here's happen.
1: Here's the thing. Even if there is somebody out there that does it one or two times, they're bad and they be the enjoy out- last place. It's yeah, well, probably that, but it's gonna be the outlier. That's not going to be the majority of startups, okay? Yes. So you're already talking about five players right there. Like like you're telling like basically when I when I go through this list, you're telling me if if he hits The outer stratosphere of what we've never seen done from a wide receiver before, which in fairness, he's doing because he's broken the rookie record. I believe touchdowns and everything. Yeah. 106 is where like it absolutely has no chance to go any higher. And you're telling me right now he's going 110. So even that and then that doesn't even conclude. Like, are you really going to take him ahead of Dak Prescott? Are you really going to take him ahead of Lamar Jackson? Are you really going to take him, you know, ahead of Joe Burrow, his, his, the guy who's throwing the football? So maybe In the end,
0: premium leagues, are you going to take him ahead of Kyle Pitts? Like, here, here's the thing, ultimately. And, 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 and you know I'm the biggest
1: Pitts-hater there probably ever was. Yeah. And, and I, I can't take him ahead of Kyle Pitts. I can't. And, and, but, the, but the only reason we say that is because of positional scarcity. Correct. Reg- regardless, though, my point to you is he's at the point where now, there's, there's people out there that will say he is at, even if he's at his peak, he's going to be putting points in your lineups and ultimately you want to win the championship so he's valuable. If you have a goon squad and like you're loaded from top to bottom and you don't need to sell him for a haul and you want to hold him, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. But my point to you is this. He is at a, he has maxed out his dynasty value as far as what he's really worth. So holding him or paying up to go get him or drafting him at that spot, you, you're, you can't gain value on that player, which ultimately for us, like we don't want that. As a matter of fact, we want the exact opposite, which is if you're at your peak, that's when we sell you because now we can get two rookie picks and, you know, Elijah Moore or all the different down tiers we discussed and then those can then ascend in value. And now you have much more dynasty value. So ultimately, for us, thinking 4D, 4D chess, that's why, for us, Jamar Chase, you should absolutely be trying to sell him if you can. If you can't, fine. But some of the deals we just discussed, you'd be crazy not to want the other side. 100%. I think I'll put a
0: nice little tight bow on it, especially with the wide receiver position. Especially. If you're holding JT, I get it. If you're holding Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Kyler Murray, these guys who can't go any higher, Kyle Pitts, because of positional scarcity, I understand if you want to hold on to those guys and not shop them around because you have such a massive advantage over the field. But at wide receiver, Jamar Chase isn't providing you a massive advantage over the field when there's guys like CeeDee Lamb, who exists. Devonte Adams, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Elijah Moore, Jalen Waddle, D.J. Moore, T. Higgins. Like there is a loaded wide receiver class coming in here. Another one. The position just keeps getting deeper and deeper of studs. So at a position where it's so deep down tier. Get more assets. Get more draft picks who could become Traylon Burks, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, whatever your flavor is. Whoever could become that next guy who's going to jump into the top two, three rounds of a uh, dynasty startup. Try Pick to flavor, get, man. Try to get those assets, and then when you have this massive abundance of assets, you got two or three. If if you're struggling at running back, you now have the draft capital and the ammo to go get a JT. If you're struggling at quarterback, you now can go get Justin Herbert and sure that up for the next four or five years. So that's usually how we dynasty, how I really prefer to dynasty, especially at the wide receiver position. I understand if you don't want to sell the studs at quarterback, running back, tight end, but at wide receiver, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not shopping this guy around.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, that's that, that, that is the bow, the, the bow to tie it up, man. It's that position at wide receiver, it's the deepest one. Just by positional scarcity, there's, listen, they may not be Jamar Chase. We're not going to tell you that those other receivers are Jamar Chase no. as far as what they're going to do and how young they are and their ceiling. That's not what we're saying. But your points per game loss from going to Jamar Chase to Deontay Johnson isn't going to likely be the reason your team loses. Right, like the, the points per game difference from I don't even know what it is. We can maybe pull it up, but it's probably a couple points a game in half PPR. So th- there's not a reason where like Jamar Chase is
0: so, so much better I've, than I've, everyone
1: else at the position.
0: I've heard nothing about how you know he's he's only going to get better. The man just had a record-setting season, right? A record-setting season. What do you think the odds are on him improving on that?
1: Like 50-50, maybe? That's a tough question. I think – I definitely think that he can. I definitely –
0: I'm not saying he can't. I definitely don't want to say
1: he can't. No, and you're
0: you're not. Because he's going to get better. He's more comfortable. But defenses are also going to adjust to him. Do you think defenses are going to go play like Kansas City did, where they're like, hey, we'll just
1: leave Chavarius Ward locked up on a man-to-man one-on-one with no help? We're just going to leave him on an island (laughs) with our our, our corner. No. let him keep throwing back shoulder phase. That's not going to keep happening. That's true. <laughs> not going to happen. So, Jamar Chase, just standard PPR, finished
0: at 17.8 points per game. Wide receiver, five on the year. Deontay Johnson, 17 points per game. Their acquisition cost, very massive. A lot bigger than a half a point per game, right? <laughs> massive.
1: Way different, man.
0: Way different. And you're talking. It, you're, you're talking just, in startup, this startup that we did. I don't put too much stock in this one because... There's a lot of questionable oh shit that one. <laughs> a lot of oh, yeah. questionable picks, but it's probably in the ballpark. Jamar Chase, back in first round, right? Deontay Johnson, sixth round Dar- dynasty startup pick.
1: Yeah. Sixth I mean round. maybe maybe maybe, maybe maybe fifth he goes in some. Like you're talking at minimum four to five rounds. So L- look at those wide receivers that were taken in
0: that round, right? DJ yeah. Moore, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Elijah Moore. All guys I would love to have. I would love to be able to down tier from Jamar Chase. And if I'm sitting in a startup and I'm on the 110 where Jamar Chase went, right, and somebody offers me a six-round startup, you know what I'm probably getting in there? I'm getting a first, maybe a second, right, at least. As extra extra draft capital to move down five rounds. It's just the, the way our minds work is if we think about it as a startup value pick, that's a smash every time. Every time, especially if I can get a Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Elijah Moore.
1: And back to Mike's point about startup values, which is where I'm talking, if you're seeing a big discrepancy in what is talked about as a perceived player's value in what is really happening in market startups, that's where I'm all in on exploiting. because. Oh, yeah. We just talked about CeeDee Lamb and Cam Akers in that trade for Ray, right? Like yep. CD Lamb, CD Lamb's gonna go what a round or two later. CD Lamb's going probably like second, third round at the exactly. latest. Exactly, right? he's gonna go a round or two later than him. So you're talking probably anywhere from like seven picks from round one to round two, or yeah. into round three, maybe maybe fifteen-ish picks, twenty picks tops. So you're getting that, and then you're also getting Cam Makers, who's gonna go probably in the. Third, fourth round of startups. So, listen, if you love Chase and you want to hold him after everything we discussed to you, go ahead. No one's telling you you have to sell him. But, man, if you're not sitting here listening to this, if you're still with us listeners, if you haven't said these guys don't like Chase, I'm out of here. If you're hearing this, like, I don't know how you aren't thinking, let me at least go see what my league wa- league mates are willing to do. Yes, please. Please, I implore you
0: to shop him around. Just shop him. You don't have to sell him if you don't want to, if the deal's not right for you. But you are, I said it before, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. You really are. Because the hype, the hype is at a,
1: a massive peak right now. A yep. massive peak. So, and, and at the worst, if you keep him, you end up keeping him. You should be finding you'll you'll find out some things about your league mates along the way, just exploring these type of trades, where they're at with Chase. Like that's another piece that we're gonna get into later that you can do even if you don't trade Chase for a big haul and you keep him, those are things that you can get in the process. So we've spent way too much time on Jamar Chase, but it it emphasizes. I don't know that it's possible right now. He's so the trade the trade hysteria is so high that like he almost deserves a full episode. That's true, but we touched on so many things as far so as much, just, yeah, we just
0: just the way you approach your dynasty squad. But yeah. one last piece I wanted to get into before we get out of here, we won't spend a near amount of time, is Amon Ra St. Brown. I really want to touch on this guy because this is kind of where I talked about dynasty Twitter, the people out there being like, oh, you got to sell Amon Ra St. Brown, but they never tell you what the hell they're going to sell him for, right? Amon Ra produced amazingly and i know ray has said it on his shows multiple times on the show that he did with uh scott connor dynasty and chill phenomenal i loved it there was a lot of things that they talked about where i'm like seething mad because it's against what i believe but i understand where they're coming from and that's how you get better at dynasty is by listening to different different viewpoints right and th- and it kind of made me soften my stance a little bit on the draft class, and we'll get into that in later episodes. But back to the point, Amon Ross St. Brown. People are, are, are spamming Twitter. Sell Amon Ross, sell Amon Ross, sell Amon Ross. What are you selling them for, right? If you tell me, Adam, right now you have Amon Ross St. Brown and I offer you the 202, are you selling me Amon Ross St. Brown
1: for the 202? I'm going to tell you, to, for lack of better words, get lost. Let's yeah. say that. <laughs> what what are the what are the kids used to say? Get bent, <laughs> get bent, yeah, get bent, man. I'm not. We're we'll old keep, school. You you can keep that damn two hundred two. No, heck no.
0: Listen, you probably spent a mid second round pick last year on Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Mm-hmm. After yeah. what you just saw from this guy to end the season, whether you have reservations on him or not. Are you going to sell him just to move up three spots in a draft class that we everybody and you and I have have pounded the table all year on our Patreon about this, that the class has been overlooked. There are people who are hopping on it now and I think it's kind of like what Scott and Ray were talking about that I think it might get to the point where people are hyping it up way too much. Like This class is really good. It's not really good. It's just good. It at the beginning of the year, going into the season, the class was trash. Nobody wanted the picks. Sell them all. They're all, they're all worthless. We don't want this crap, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you and I were like, wait wait a minute. What? No, that's not how this works, right? That's not how this works. That's not how rookie pick value works. It increases from year on out. You guys are doing a disservice. We told the Patreons, go buy these picks. Go buy them. They're, they're extremely discounted right
1: now. Go buy them. Yes. There was now, there was a, there's been stink on other classes same way as this class man. Now we're at the point where it, it kind of we're, we're on the borderline
0: of people like hyping this class up to the point where I'm like you know I might sell these picks. <laughs> I might <laughs> sell these. we we've gone the other way but anyways so it, it's not it's not a super great class right and it's not I don't I don't feel like it's super deep either. There, yeah. When we get into the second round of these mock drafts, I'm not really feeling good about these guys I take. Even the early second rounds a lot of times, especially with some of the injuries that have happened, some of the people who aren't coming out in the class, blah, 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 blah. We can get into that at a later date. But the class isn't, isn't phenomenal, right? It's not 2020. It's not 2021. Yeah. So yep. I'm not selling you Amon Ross St. Brown to move up three damn spots. Or to move up four spots or five and, spots. And the, ga- that. and the gap in time. Yes, 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 absolutely. I, I got to hit the reset button and then hope that the guy I choose is the correct one. Right. When I've already seen Amon Ross St. Brown produce at a high level. So yeah. for you, I know where I'm at, but I want to get your feeling because we haven't talked about Amon Ross St. Brown at yeah. all. So this, right. is, this is all natural right here. We're talking about Amon Ross St. Brown. What would you sell Amon Ross St. Brown for? What would it take for me to offer you where you'd be like, yep, Mike, you can have him for this? Like my floor? Yes, absolute floor. Like we negotiate, we do the whole song and dance of I offer low and then you offer high and then we meet in the middle and this is like, okay, fine, this is what I'll do.
1: Uh, the five to ten counter back and forth trying to see if yes. you're get the other person. Yes. All so, right. all right, to, to me – I I think you you have my interest with a first-round pick in 2022 or a a different class, probably. If you give me 110, I'm strongly considering it. I'm not going to say I'm pulling it for sure, because as much as we love the receivers in this class, which, for the record, Dynasty Degenerates, this class is supposed to be very good at the receiver position, as much as everybody wants to hate it. We're talking about how much we love chasing receivers, and this class is going to have some supposedly pretty good receivers, and we hate this class. But 110, I'm definitely considering it. I, I would probably pull for sure anything 109 and higher. But I, I think for me, you don't have to necessarily sell that low. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I don't think you do. I think you can get a first and a second. I think, I think, I think you probably can too. I think, I think a first and a second... Can. I think a first and a second is the price that you should be trying to get. I think that's the return you should be trying to get for Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, maybe, maybe you're in a league and, and you can't get that, but here, here's the thing. If you don't get it, there's no rush to move on from a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown for me. He, he's a oh. rookie that in, we talked about points per game. I did, I did the math on this real quick. His last six games of the season, In half PPR, he was averaging twenty point seven five, which obviously that's a small sample size relative to the season. I I don't want to make it seem like that's what he's going to do every year, but that would put him at wide receiver two on the year. Like, just to give you an idea of how well he played, if you haven't watched him in the final six games of the season this year, and that was on as a rookie on a team that was really bad. So, like, there's no rush to move on from him. I think a first and a second is. Where I'm definitely like you send me a first and a second, I'm just doing it. But listen, Matt Kelly,
0: player profiler, the smart people over there, they put out a tweet today that I read about Amon Ra, right? Amun Ra's final six games of his rookie season versus Odell Beckham's final six games of his rookie season. And you remember the hype Odell Beckham had, right? Of
1: course. Of course. Uh,
0: there was no question, if you were playing Dynasty back in 2014, Odell Beckham was your Dynasty wide receiver one. As soon as the season ended,
1: period. Another, another good point as why well the trade off wide receiver won. Continue. Oh,
0: Odell Beckham, 60 catches, 842 yards, nine touchdowns, 32.9 points per game in PPR. The number one wide receiver in the league at the time for his final six games. Amon Ross St. Brown, 51 catches, 560 yards, five touchdowns, 25.2 points per game. The number two wide receiver. In points per game for his final six weeks. Like, to even be mentioned close to what Odell Beckham did is insane to me. It's insane to me. Right. And and we got to see this guy line up in the backfield and take handoffs. It, It was insane what he was doing to end the season. And I know you can go into the whole narrative, no DeAndre Swift, no TJ Hawkinson, blah, 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 blah. Save it. Save it. Really, Adam is 100% correct. You can get the, you can probably ask for a first and a second. You can probably ask for that. Because I'm not going to be shocked if I'm sitting in these startup drafts here coming and Amin Ra's going in the fourth, the fifth round, the sixth round in these dynasty startups. I I won't be shocked at all. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could do it. I really don't because that fourth round draft capital still sticks with you. But the man produced. He produced. He did what he was asked. He was a rookie. Of course he's going to start slow. We never give these rookies time. We think out of the gate week one they're going to come in and they're going to score 15 plus fantasy points per game as wide receivers. Very rare that happens. you got to be Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson and even Justin Jefferson started slow. So I'm in Ross St. Brown for me. I'm in full agreement with you. Ask for a first and a second. Anything 107 108 plus anything like earlier than that that that's a pick where i'm like you know what he could be a thing but there's some risk associated with him what happens there's a lot of unknown let me just take the safe option and take these picks in 2022 because i know exactly what i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a a matt corral i'm gonna get a garrett wilson or drake london i might get a kenny walker i might get a you know insert good prospect at those picks yeah. Anything later than that, you're talking like 110, 111, 112. I think I'd rather just hold Amon Ra, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather, it, it, just write them out and see what I got.
1: Yeah, F- full, full agreement. And that's that's the process for D people out there, dynasty degenerates. Think about this now. Part of why, too, we're going to give you names with picks because there's 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 a lot of people out there, it seems, that are afraid of just the number. Like, it doesn't have the same value as something. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to we're gonna do a lot of that. Like, if you hold the pick, you take this player. This is basically what the trade becomes, or in that range. It's a good exercise to do, and it helps you process what you're really dealing with as the trade. But, for D-style, if you take Ra, and let's say, like, for example, let's say, Mike, we're talking where you said you, you get... Let's say you get 108 in a second, right? Now that's yeah. we we would love to take that deal. But if 100%. you do that, and if if you find someone to do that, you make that trade January twelfth today. Guess what's going to happen by April May? You're you're that those picks are now more valuable than they are today. Yes, <laughs> you don't even necessarily have to take a player. Yes, at that 108 107 in the second, you could just ride that value out. And then trade those pieces for other players, and you're 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 winning just right there. So maybe you hope maybe you hold and you and you still take it. 107, you get a somehow you get a Garrett Wilson or, or a Kenneth Walker. Like 107, you're gonna get a player that is very much sought after. So we're in full agreement on this, and I think that's some of the mindset you have to think about this. As much as we love Aminara St. Brown, I'm in agreement with Mike and, and you can you can hold him if you're not finding a deal that makes sense. Like, I have no problem holding him. But if you can get out on values of a first and a second, you're going to be able to, even if you hold those picks, you can draft a really good player. And if you don't, you can, get, you can trade those picks in four to five months for a win right there. Absolutely.
0: I think uh, that, that's a great place to wrap it up. really is. We had some great talks on some wide receivers this was it was great for me to be able to talk to you about it, to be able to talk to these people listening to this episode about it and be able to convey how I feel, how I play Dynasty. And it's kind of weird because we don't really talk about this stuff off-air. We do a lot yeah. of our conversations on-air, but yeah. we're in agreement with a lot of stuff and in lockstep with a lot of our ideas and philosophies. So, as always it was a fantastic episode in my opinion. I love doing this kind of thing where we just, we, we give a couple of blank topics and we just go. I yeah. love it. It's fantastic. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the support as always. I know there's that whole drop a, a like hit a subscribe, leave a review. You can find us on all the plot podcast networks, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever your preference is. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Also, one last thing. Like I said before, if you want to get more in-depth with Adam and I, you enjoy what we're talking about, and you want to get more personal with us, where we have more one-on-one time to answer your questions, to give you more in-depth strategy, hit us up on our Patreon. That Patreon gets you our Discord. It's a dollar a month. We don't ask a lot. We've never really been in this thing for the money. Money's nice, but we just enjoy doing this. This is what we're about. We love talking Dynasty. We love talking strategy. And we love bringing it to you guys. So hit us up on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Anything else you wanted to tell the fine people out there, Adam?
1: That's it. I I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. And uh, Dynasty Degenerates, when you're out there, if your league mates are playing chess, remember, play 4D chess.
0: Absolutely. You got to play that 4D chess. We'll see you later.